Welcome back. Welcome into the Lion's Share Podcast. This is a special edition because we have some schedule conflicts on Sunday. So this is actually be recording on a Friday, Friday the 14th, not the 13th. So no bad luck there. Sunday, this is when it will air. Andrew, shocker, but he's going to be out of town once again, not dedicated to the job, not dedicated to the craft, but it is what it is. So we're recording this early. If anybody wants to come and find me, I'll be on an island. I won't say which one. You know where to find me. Gilligan's Island? Hey, man, if the minnow carries that far, I'll be there. Alcatraz Island? Uh, It's definitely not a bay of Guantanamo. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. Out of the three, that's the worst one, I think. I see, senor. They're still putting people there? I, if, you, if they do, if they're not telling us. No. It's like Area 51. Yeah. So this, like I said, it's a special edition, so we're not going to recap any games besides the Thursday night game that we already have in the books. Um, so we're not going to have the typical Sunday schedule, and the Lions are on the bye. So good planning by Andrew for being away during the bye week. Smart by him. Claps for him. Also claps. And the happy birthday cheer for Mr. Jared Goff. Welcome to year 28 of Jared Goff. Welcome to the 28 Club. It's 20 great, not 28. Remember that. I have not felt great since I turned 28. Oh, well, good thing you will be turning the calendar in mm, three weeks. Maso menos. 29. Is knocking at the door, that means 30's next. Uh, ugh. Ugh. So daunting. Getting old sucks. You know what else sucks is... um. The Thursday night football game last night. A lot of people complaining about that. Ugly one. Bears lose it in a heartbreaking fashion. Kind of like the Lions have lost games in the past. Mooney with the catch of the night early and then the drop of the night late on the goal line. Washington somehow wins the ugly fest that seemed to be allergic to the end zone at points. Can't can't remember how many times the Bears tried to punch it in from within the five-yard line and just came up with no points at all not even a field goal i'm not i'm not a betting man so i don't know what the over under on touchdowns scored was last night but it it had to be above one right well the over under was 38 to begin the game probably so you know do the math uh carry the one uh, yeah a couple touchdowns at least that were not achieved not achieved one touchdown Um, in the game and the commanders just decided to field goal the bears to death Yes, yes, they did, and we'll take that as Lions fans. Good to see an NFC North opponent go down, and um, in heartbreaking fashion, even better. I can tell you who's not enjoying the game was that of the Thursday night football prime halftime crew or pregame crew as well. I guess uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick said that the, the people loved chest hair, so he decided to take down a button on live TV. Wow, a little bit of a moment that he had there. And that got me thinking, what an interesting uh, dichotomy that is the Amazon Prime Network because they're not really your traditional broadcast. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I don't think they have to follow FCC like uh, CBS or Fox or ESPN or NBC would have to. So that got me wondering, could they straight up just swear unlimited and show nudity and do whatever they want? I think that's against uh, Jeff Bezos's cultural values, so I don't believe we'll be seeing that. Um, he'd probably cut their heads off uh, somehow and ship it to somebody in a box if they started doing that. Oh, he could use his gigantic yacht to ship it, that's for sure. That thing could carry a, an entire city. But Jeff Bezos is no longer CEO. I don't know if you are aware of that. He has no, been CEO still for be- about a year and a half. Okay, he's still quiz, pop quiz, who's the CEO of Amazon? Uh, the guy that replaced him, obviously. Give me a tougher question, Teach. <laughs> it's Adam Jassy. Obviously. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. It's Adam, J-A-S-S-Y. And no, I'm not reading that off of Google or anything. The only reason I know that is once upon a time, I may or may not have had some shares of Amazon stock. No longer. I've I've um, 
what's the D word for um, sell assets or you get rid of assets? It starts with a D. Dump? No. <laughs> uh, it's like die, divest, divest. I've divested those shares. Found it. Found You're it. Not investing. No. And uh, yeah, back to that halftime crew not being invested in the game. Tony Gonzalez called the, the team JV, called both the teams JV, and then doubled down on it and said, actually, this was a freshman game going on out there. So I got strong know, words. I got to know because I fell asleep. Uh, I didn't I didn't fall asleep on accident. I I willingly turned the TV off at halftime and went to bed because that was a trash game. But I do got to know during Gonzalez's comments there were the commanders JV and the Bears freshmen then. No, he was calling both of them. And who was hazed? <laughs> I don't know. Probably Justin Fields by his receivers. Oh my goodness! He wasn't getting a lot of help all night. He, there were like three or four times he came, they they cut to him after the play, and he was just back down on the ground, looked like he had just gotten ran over. Uh, well, on his scramble in the first half for the end zone, I thought I was gonna have to call you again after yeah. our back and forth and uh, say Justin Fields is dead. He left the yeah. game on a stretcher. I thought that was about to happen. The end zone shot that he had. He got, he was down on the ground for quite a while. He got up, kind of rolled over onto his stomach, and then started doing push ups. Got up and he was like, let's go. Brushed off the trainers. He was good. And then stayed in the game the rest of the time. I don't know what was going on with him. He, he was taking too many, he was taking shots all game long. And uh, then Richard Sherman on the halftime report almost dropped an R bomb live. He hit is us with. Uh, is this what yeah. brought the FCC thoughts into your head? That's part of it. Okay. Part of it. It was all it was a combination of that. Okay. Um, he said Washington ret ret and he stopped himself. He caught himself. Ret, uh, Washington commanders. He caught himself. So he didn't fully display the R word, but it was close. Well, he's probably said far worse. Uh, I mean, I can vividly remember the police video of him and his partner's home. Or the oh, right. the porch video of him pounding on that door. I think he said some worse words there, but like like the rest of America, let's move on and forget that ever forgot, forget, forgot. Just let's forget it ever happened and put the guy on TV. And I think him and him and him and uh, Fitzpatrick have a good chemistry. I think they've got a good dynamic going. Tony Gonzalez kind of feels like he's the lot, lot, the odd man out. But um, oh, and then they have uh, uh, Whitford, not Whitford, um, um, the guy from the Rams. You're right. It's retired. Not, Andrew not Whitworth. 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 That's what I was go. trying to say. Good guy. The Rams wish they had him back. Yeah, they might. We'll get we'll get to uh, where the Rams stand here in a minute. So um, that's kind of our monologue open there. The rest of the show, we're going to talk about playoffs, current playoff picture, way too early playoff picture. We'll talk about some contenders and pretenders. Fact or fiction, you better look forward to that segment because that's going to be good. We've got some great fact or fiction questions lined up. And then at the end, we'll talk about the Lions record revisit on the bye week. We will discuss our predictions from the preseason and look at where they stand now with a little bit of hindsight in the rearview mirror um, now that we're into week six and the Lions are one in five. A third of the season has come. I'm sorry, one in four. Sorry, one in four. One and four is the end of the bye, but you look at it, you break it down. We used to be able to do it with quarters with uh, 16 games. It was nice and clean. So much better then. So much better. Uh, it's the race to 18, and then we'll just have two halves. But right mm-hmm. now we're stuck with thirds-ish, and uh, we're not looking good after the first third. That's for sure, but I'm sure we'll get into it more. Marathon, not a sprint. One last thing. Thursday night had a uh, a. a tall task for getting points but there were no shortage of points in the UCF Temple game I looked over at that game real quick last night and I see UCF had put up 70 points early into the fourth quarter against Temple who's not like a a great powerhouse school of course but they're also not like a division two school where you'd see a team get beat up that badly I, I don't know what I didn't see a second of that game I just saw the score but I was pretty shocked to see UCF putting up 70 plus Another mercy rule, perhaps? It could have been. I'm not sure. Ugh, could have been. He was flirting with it. Temple might have had too much pride to, to give into that, though. 
Mercy. Solo Ben here, breaking in for a college football update. Wow, Rocky Top back on top. First time in 15 years that they beat Alabama. You know it's because the sheriff was in the building. Shout out to Peyton Manning. Man, those football posts, they're going to be seeing a lot of things tonight. That's for sure. couple other thrillers. Oklahoma State and TCU go into multiple overtimes. TCU pulls it out. They get the upset win. Michigan State nearly throws one away, but gets the victory in overtime over Wisconsin. Gets off the schneid. The four-game losing streak is over for the Spartans. And now for the AP Top 25 that just came out, we have Georgia, number one team in the nation still. Ohio State still two. Tennessee jumps to three. Michigan is at four and Clemson at five. Alabama at six. Tennessee and Alabama just did a roll reversal and flipped from three to six, respectively. Alabama falls three. Tennessee jumps three. A little controversy with them jumping over Michigan, but I think it's early in the season. Who cares? We'll start caring about these rankings when the college football rankings come out. Outside of that, TCU jumps into the top ten with their win over Oklahoma State. They're now ranked eighth. Also new in the top ten, Oregon and UCLA, nine and ten, respectively. USC falls out of the top 10. Oklahoma State falls out of the top 10. Syracuse jumps to number 14. Tulane, the newest team in the top 25. James Madison falls out. All right, well, let's talk about the playoff picture, huh? This is if the playoffs started today. Current records, and that's today as in Friday, October 14th. So this is before any of the games this week in week six. Um, But in the AFC, current number one seed is the Bills. Two would be the Chiefs. Three would be the Titans, which is kind of crazy to believe. But AFC South is not a strong division. Baltimore Ravens, four. Number one in the AFC North. And then um, outside of the divisional first placers, it's the Jets at five. The Chargers at six. The Miami Dolphins at seven. And then the Colts, Jaguars, and Broncos are, well, there's a couple teams at two and three. Um that are on the bubble. So Colts, Jaguars, Broncos, Patriots, Browns, Bengals, Bengals all the way down in 13th. Uh, Surely they'll be making some noise as this season goes on and they'll be jumping in those rankings. I'm sure of it. Um, Let's talk about the NFC quick before we talk about this as a whole. Eagles, no shocker, are the number one seed, followed by the Vikings at number two. Tampa Bay Bucks are the third place in the NFC. 49ers would be the four seed. Cowboys would be the five, the Giants would be the six, and the Packers would be the seventh seed currently. So NFC Beast, as they're calling it, has three teams in the top six seeds, which is pretty remarkable. That will surely change by the end of the year. Uh, On the bubble in the NFC, we've got the Rams, followed by the Saints, Cardinals, Falcons, Seahawks, and Washington Commanders, and the Bears tied for the last place there. Lions, no shocker, are the 16th seed currently, uh, worst in the NFC, tied with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, so surely this won't be the final playoff picture, but that gives you an idea where things sit right now. I think the takeaways from the NFC East is, do we think that the NFC East will put forth three teams into the playoffs? If if we're going to answer that question, that means the Cowboys or the Commanders step up. I'm going to say the Cowboys have more of a shot in that department. And I'm going to say with the return of Dak, they fall from grace on this run that they're on, and they, I think the Beast is only going to put forth two. So the Eagles and the Giants are your two teams from the NFC East. Correct. Wow, you think the Cowboys are really going to fall like that? Yes. I think they're going to wow. fold okay. worse than origami. Fold faster than Superman on laundry day. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's move over to the, the AFC then. Well, one more Less thing of a, in the oh, NFC yeah? there. You, you mentioned a bubble team. I'd be remiss if I didn't say they're one game out, for Christ's sakes. It's your New Orleans Saints. They're, they, <laughs> they are not out of this by any stretch of the imagination. The Buccaneers' offense looks terrible. Their defense is not that great either. They look dysfunctional at this point. And the Saints don't even have a starting quarterback right now. So Andy Dalton season again this weekend. 
them to hang in is is good news. So you think the Saints make a jump into the playoffs? I think they win that division. That. <laughs> I'm still I'm sticking by the guns from the beginning of the year. Oh, I mean they are only one game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but man, I I don't see it. I think the team that is the most obvious to make the jump off the bubble is the Rams. And then the rest of this, I don't know. The Cardinals, maybe. I think the Seahawks could be a sneaky team and make a jump. Um, I think the Lions, Panthers, Bears, Commanders all don't make it. Falcons also don't make it. So that leaves us with Rams, Saints, Cardinals, and Seahawks as my teams that could, could make the jump. I think Rams make the jump, and I think the Seahawks make the jump. I'm calling for the Cardinals and the Saints to not make not to leave the bubble they're gonna stay in the bubble quarantine wow bubble. did gino smith write you solely <laughs> i mean what is going on with the confidence over there i know he beat us in a shootout but you think he continues that magic all season long picture um no picture picture the stan music video from eminem where he's writing <laughs> i wrote you and you still ain't calling picture that is me at my desk burning the midnight oil writing geno smith as if i'm writing santa claus on christmas eve but That's wouldn't me that right mean geno is already driven off the bridge well he's not making he's not going <laughs> he's not jumping off the bridge he's jumping off into a category that is probably going to get him paid some money either by the seahawks or somebody else he's putting together a decent enough year as a quarterback that i think um i don't think they're going to win games in the playoffs i think they sneak into the playoffs let's let me clarify that i think they're just gonna be that they're gonna be that sneaky fun team that at the end of the year you're gonna be saying who thought the seahawks with geno smith at the helm would make the playoffs and that's gonna be them that's a storyline that we'll just have something to talk about with him not writing back that'll just be carried throughout the entire season i want to listen to that song again it's one of those songs you just don't listen to very often Please don't call me wondering why I got out of bed at all. Anyway, that's that's kind of how I'm feeling about the NFC. I think the the Eagles, Vikings, Bucks, 49ers all are set, barring anything crazy. I think the Rams jump in, and that means... Did you say no Packers? Did I hear that? No, no, they're in here. I just don't know if they're a guarantee. I have them losing to the Jets this weekend, so... Um, that might be that might be really stupid right now because this is going to air on Sunday, but I have them losing. For those who listen to Walk Through Wednesday, I think the Packers get potentially jumped by the Rams, and I think um, the Giants the Giants are the team that falls out, and that's where the Seahawks sneak in. You're saying Dayball is going to drop like a testicle just because that's what he looks like, or because you I think, have zero I, faith in him? I think the injuries at quarterback are going to be too much, and Saquon's going to not be able to lead the team. He's not going to have them all in the backpack. He can't do that all year long. Too much to ask of a man. They're just going to not be able to make it the whole stretch. They're a good I team, did, but they're not going to make the whole stretch. Agreed. I did hear an interesting stat about them today. Okay. Since signing Kenny Galladay, former Lion, to a $70 million contract and drafting uh, Tooney in the first round, an offensive lineman has more passing touchdowns on that team than oh, they wow. do combined. Wow. Okay. That's rough. It is rough. And I think my one disclaimer is they can make the playoffs if they sign Odell back. Wow. I heard he took a visit. Do you think he's going to? I don't I don't know. It, it still sounds like he may go to the Rams. Um, so I'll put it this way. If he goes to the Rams, the Rams make the playoffs. If he goes to the Giants, the Giants make the playoffs. Let's leave it at that. I thought he might possibly go to Green Bay because we yeah. know that Aaron Rodgers needs one. And then I realized how weak-minded o- Odell Beckham is and that he could never play in Lambeau Field as a home stadium. Um, yeah, he would, he, would, he would do something new new than a Lambeau Leap. He would, he'd invent something new. I mean, he couldn't have more layers on. He might actually come out in a puffer jacket underneath his pads. I couldn't agree more. I think you're right. You want to move over to the AFC? I do. You, let's you, let's you, keep that's done. Yep, I'm done. I think the AFC's. I think the AFC's. I don't know if it's more interesting is the word, but like the Jets are currently in, the Chargers are currently in, the Dolphins are currently in. I think it's a little bit more wide open in the AFC. Um, 
So I think Bills, Chiefs, Ravens are kind of my locks. The Titans, I don't know what to think about the Titans. I think they, I have them winning the AFC South from my first uh, prediction of the year. So I think I got to stick with them staying in the playoffs. But the Jets, I don't know about the Jets. I, I'm not a believer in the Chargers, nor am I a believer in the Dolphins, uh, unless Tua comes back clearly healthy and they are able to figure that out honestly the afc is in trouble right now but continue your thoughts yeah all i was gonna say is for the bubble teams so conversely i i think it's tough for the for me to picture the jets chargers and dolphins all in the playoffs but conversely i certainly don't see the colts making the playoffs nor the jaguars nor the broncos nor the browns hold on you forgot the complete the segment nor the titans but i have them winning the afc south so i've got to have them in can we just make a rule change this year like you don't have to take a division winner to the playoffs please yeah that would make too much sense though (laughs) if we just went straight records there'd be it's too new school for nfl i don't think i think the any of those teams in the south deserve to be in the playoffs Mm, probably not and certainly not the texans Uh, i think the best team to make the jump off the bubble is the Bengals, followed by the Patriots probably and then I would say the Colts just because it seems like they're kind of figuring things out a little bit Uh, that and they beat the Chiefs they got a win over the Chiefs on their record and a loss to the Texans right or a tie they've got a tie with the Texans okay just an odd team all around but yeah, I think the AFC is in trouble here. I, very good point with uh, with uh, the Patriots making the jump. I almost forgot about them because they're at the bottom of that division. But yeah, I, I think they own the Jets and the Dolphins. The Dolphins, uh, I don't know. Who knows what's going on with the quarterback situation there? I can tell you the biggest letdown of the season, though, is the AFC West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Broncos, the Raiders – the Chiefs and uh, the Chargers. Um, I think I the mean, Chiefs obviously are going to take that one. Yeah, run through that top to bottom, right? The Chiefs are still the Chiefs, but a loss Chiefs. to the Colts. Weird. Yep. The Chargers. Uh, Herbert seems injured every game, and we have terrible coaching decisions, like attempting yep. to lose games. Yep. Uh, the Broncos are just limited, and now <laughs> Russell Wilson's hurt with an injury so who knows shoulders getting better though it's always getting better and then the raiders are just disappointing i think the raiders have a chance to make the playoffs still though i know they're one and four but i think they're by far the best one and four team and i think they they just have yet to put it all together they've also got a bye week this week so if they if they have a bye week turnaround and all of a sudden they are back to 500 and then they start cruising in a couple games, I think they've got a chance at the playoffs. They could jump the Jets or the Chargers pretty easily still early on in the season. So I think my two teams off the bubble are the Bengals and the Raiders. I like everything you said about the Raiders, and I want to take those vibes and apply them directly to the Detroit Lions. Okay. So you, so you want <laughs> everything to say... good you had to say about them? I just wish like that's how I felt about the Lions, the best one in four team. Come off a bye, string a couple together, get to 500 and make a push for the playoffs. And I know this team will never do that. No. And uh, we'll get to that in a minute as far as where the Lions rank. And uh, the fact that their point differential right now is negative 30. And obviously fans at home can do the math. 29 nothing loss last week. That meant they were 1-3. in three with a negative one point differential, basically flat for all intensive purposes, flat point differential at, and still one and three. So that just How, hurts. Is that, is that a, like, I've, that breaks my brain. That stat breaks my brain. Yeah. It makes, it makes you go pretzel brain real, real fast because uh, I don't know the, the, the Raiders point differential is five. So they're one and four with a five point differential with they're in that same boat. What? Yeah. And the Bengals have a 19-plus point differential, the lowest-ranked team with the highest point uh, differential in their favor. Yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and if we want to do the opposite side of that, the Titans, um, as we said, AFC um, South current number one, but at three and two with a negative 22-point differential. And they're on a three-game winning streak. What kind of yeah. terrible football is that? It's 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 Mike Rabel all through and through. He they win some games that they shouldn't, and they 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 play they kind of play to teams' um, strengths. And I don't know. They're, like I said, I don't know what to think about them. Like Derrick Henry's good, but I, they're they're such a toss-up team. Like I don't I don't know how I I don't see them winning the Super Bowl. I don't see them getting to the AFC Championship. I see them getting in the playoffs just by virtue of being AFC South champions. But other than that, I don't know what to think of them. This may be a stupid question, but who are the receivers for the Titans? I don't even know if I can name them. Uh, No, they had A.G. Brown at one point, obviously not there anymore. Not a lot there. of their guys, a lot of their guys have been, um, Corey have, Davis have been, gone. Yep. He, yep. He's with the giants now, I think. Giants or Jets? He's in New York, I believe. No, he's in. He's, it's the Jets. You're right. The other New York team, and okay. of course they had the the signing of um, Julio Jones. Julio. He's no longer there. He's, he's, with he's Tampa. no longer there. Yeah, they've got a they've got a bunch of they've basically had a revolving door at, at wide receiver there. It's been a bunch of mid level guys, and now they're dealing with Traylon Burks, Des Fitzpatrick, Josh Gordon. Remember him? Wow, he's still in the league. You found yeah, him. They, That's like, where's Waldo? It is like, well, where's Waldo? And he's still in his pictures wearing a Chiefs uniform, so that tells you how often he's changing uh, wardrobe. Is that Corey basically Holster, white and red stripes? All you see is the tops of his shoulders, so it's just That's where's orange. Yeah, basically, yeah, actually, yeah, it does actually look a lot like where's Waldo. Cody Hollister, I uh, used to shop at that store. Uh, Mason Kinsey. <laughs> And Racy McMath, Kyle Phillips, and Nick Westbrook Akini, Akine. I don't even know. And then Robert what? Woods. Robert Woods being the, the the most recognizable name in that wide receiver room. The rest of those guys, besides Josh Gordon, uh, I mean, kudos to you if you had those guys on your bingo card because I wouldn't have been able to name any of the, uh, the Titans wide receivers off the top of my head. That's what I'm saying, man. That's a they, that division is just all around bad and almost a shame that they're probably going to win it. I do say the Colts have an outside chance strictly because yes. I think they fooled me with the win over the Chiefs. I just don't get it. And they're, I don't know, if, I guess I'd consider them a well-coached team. They've, they're they a fairly well-coached team, it seems. like It's a pretty level-headed guy they have at the helm. What kind of head coach can't keep a starting quarterback for more than a season? Yeah, but they've been rolling with guys that are free agents, like or trade trading for guys. They're not, they're not, they're not building anything around these guys. Carson Wentz, like that, that isn't, was a marriage that was never going to work out. Isn't that a job of a head coach, though? Is to I suppose build that team. I mean, I don't. Well, know. He's a former I, Frank Wright is a former quarterback himself, so you'd think he would know a thing or two about the quarterback's position. Nah, he just wants to see how many he can roll through, probably. He's in decent enough shape. He could roll. He could roll him out there. Can you imagine Santa Claus comes out there? He just needs to put a gut on. It would be like uh, the longest yard when what's his name goes into the game. Oh, don't tell me. Why can't I think of the name? Line. This is embarrassing that we don't know this. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to our playoff picture. So, Burt, um, Burt Reynolds, yeah. God, I feel Burt Reynolds. Less what was his man. name? I know I was going to say Smokey and the Bandit to try to trigger my brain. He um, was Nate Scarborough. Nate Scarborough. I, the Scarborough would have came to me. I couldn't remember the first name, um, to save my life. But, um, yeah. And, uh, Steelers are lowest ranked in this division. I don't see them, uh, uh, or conference. I should say, I don't see them making any noise this year. Um, Not without two. You got anything else? You got any? No. 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 You got anything else to say about the AFC? Uh, just a sad fact that both of our secondary teams are one and four, and the yeah. Lions are also one and four. It's just sad fandom on our part. We couldn't have picked worse. <laughs> I mean, this to year, be fair. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I've, I've always kind of been uh, 
finger in touch with the Raiders, but I mean, yeah, that is just poor, poor, poor fandom. It's it's not a it's not a good year. It's a bad. It's a sad year. It's a bad year. Um, yeah. So that's that's their playoff picture through a couple through about a third of the season, as you said. Now let's talk about um, the the current records of these teams um, real fast. So as we said, Lions are one and four. Pittsburgh's also one and four. So your top your your lowest ranked teams are Raiders, Panthers, Lions, Steelers. All with one win. The top teams are the Eagles with five and zero. The lone five and zero team. Buffalo's four and one. Kansas City Chiefs four and one. Minnesota Vikings four and one. Cowboys four and one. Giants four and one. Rest of the teams are either three and two or two and three or two and four. If you're a Commanders or Bear, you're two and four. And so we're at a pivotal point in the season. It feels like because you've got all these teams at three and two and two and three, and this is kind of where the forks in the road are. Two and three to three and two is a big jump. We'll really start to separate the men from the boys here as the weeks go on. So let's talk about the draft real quick. If we're gonna talk about the draft, do we say that I mean the draft? Draft. If we're gonna talk draft. about the draft. Enunciate. Draft. Would you have to say that if you're a one and four team, if you're sitting at one and four currently, you are out of contention this year or do you still put a wholehearted effort into it out of contention for like making something out of the season like a playoff team yes or? yeah i mean what do you do with this no i don't think so one and four i think one in one in five one in six you're done your season's over one in four is like the last stand they're playing call of duty and they're in final stand i think most of the one in four teams the panthers lions steelers seasons mm, all hinge done. coming out of this, yeah. But the Raiders, I think, make something out of this season. They're okay. the strongest one and four. I think they make something out of this season. Right on. Okay, yeah. I, I, I want to see it happen. Give me some black hole. Although I don't have 100% trust in Josh McDaniels as a head coach, so that's my disclaimer. I think the team's pretty good. You've got Crosby on defense leading the charge, and then Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, although Devontae Adams may be uh, suspended. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And it's hard to trust any former Patriots coach under the Belichick tree as a head coach. The the apple does fall far from the tree. The apple does fall far. Nobody nobody told um, any of the other teams that Bill Belichick's apple rests on the side of a hill. They're not aware. Yeah, nobody's aware. Uh, And it's going to continue to be that way, it seems. So yeah, let's talk about the draft. Um, I'm not sure if tankathon.com is is accurate in this, but it's got Carolina as the number one overall pick. Um, I think it's so it's basing these off strength of schedule, which is I'm not sure if that's how the NFL does it. But that's how they've they've got it. So I'm sure that's uh, got to be what it is. But Panthers are currently the number one pick, followed by Vegas new, number two, Steelers three, and Lions four. And then update on the comp pick from the Lions from the Stafford trade. So the Rams pick currently sits at 15. That Rams pick is obviously turns into a Lions pick. So the Lions will have two draft picks in the in the first round. So right now, current draft watch, it's uh they'd be picking fourth and fifteenth respectively. Don't so they also have pick thirty-five? That would not be in the first round, though. It would not, but when you think about it, you have three picks in the top 35 yeah yeah we know they like to trade so i wouldn't with be a ton of draft trade count. one of those yeah with that yeah. and uh, a ton of uh cap cap space right now brad holmes is clearly building for not yeah. not even 2023 i think dan campbell and brad brad holmes have been told they're good through the 2024 season they're not in danger of being fired whatsoever they may make um some coaching staff changes Aaron Glenn and if anybody else leaves but um, I think those two have been told they're good through the 2024 season and they're building for 24 we're going to ride the momentum with the draft into that season that's what it feels like to me I agreed that's a very valid point I like the soapbox that you just went on Um, sorry your point about Aaron Glenn no I liked it that was genuine 
Um, remember when in the off season, rewind your brain a little bit. Remember in the off season when Aaron Glenn was floated around as a head coach candidate? I believe it was for the Saints, right? Uh, was it? Had to have been the Saints with the whole McVay uh, controversy. Uh, I still don't know what's happening. Well, and Aaron Glenn was with the Saints. Correct. So, that's, so I think it was a coming home thing. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know if he's being floated around from any for any teams right now. No. I mean, no. even even during Hard Knocks, though, we kept saying like he's probably not going to be around next year. Yeah, we talked about it in the offseason. We're like, no, we can't have Aaron Glenn go. But now it's like, oh, maybe that would have been not the end of the world. I mean, if His, anything happens, I just want Deuce Staley to stay. Oh yeah, no, he he he. I would go get down, kicking and screaming if ever he were to leave. That's that's my boy there. I don't think there's any issue with him. He's clearly got the running back room running, um, tune. running, running in tune. Yes, yes. So let's let's talk about um, NFL MVP currently. Best odds to win is Josh Allen. Number one right now, followed by Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. If you want to go uh, outside the quarterback realm, I think you've got to go all the way down to Cooper Cup, who is ranked one, two, three, four, five, I believe 15th or 14th on the list. So hardly even in the conversation. Do you have a running back on that list by chance? Derrick Henry. And, and, and how far Barkley. down is he? They're... Um, 18 and 19 out of 20. I I don't even know if there's a clear best running back in the league this year. Nobody's really stood no, up really. to like take the rushing crown this year. Honestly, Jalen Hurts has, has yeah. really stepped up the most to take the rushing the well, rushing trophy this year. The way the way DeAndre Swift was running, he was potentially going to be the number one running back, but he can't stay healthy. Can't stay healthy. He can't win a title. That's for sure. You want to talk about uh, fact or fiction here? Uh, I'll uh, I will. Yes. I can start it. I'm just I'm just I'm asking for your consent. Oh, do you need it in writing? Yeah, it'd be great if you could fax it over. I'm I'm gonna fax it over for you right away. Or DocuSign it actually. Mm, it works better it. for me. Good, good, good. All right, your first one, and this re- this is in regards to what we just spoke about. Fact or fiction? Josh Allen will be your NFL MVP this year. Mm, great question. I think a lot of that question hinges on this week's game against the Chiefs here. Uh, I'm going to go gut feeling because he ran all over us. I'm going to say fiction. Jalen Hurts has more of a chance than Josh Allen. I'm going to go opposite of you. I'm going to go fact. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a good year. But I think he's going to kind of coast into the the rest of this year. Like I said, they struggled against the Cardinals. I think some defenses are taking note. I think he's going to put up numbers, but not at the level that he had been through the first four weeks. So I think Josh Allen is the most consistent. And voters love the uh, quarterback position. So I don't think there will be anybody else. Although there's probably more deserving candidates. But I think Josh Allen will be fact. Your NFL MVP. You are leashing the beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. In regards to our draft conversation, fact or fiction, the Lions will have a top five draft pick this year. I hate the fact that you've even posed this question to me. It sickens me to even think that that's a possibility. Well, they're currently four at this point. <sighs> Who are the next three games? We have the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. And who are the next two games? I just need to know this for an answer. Cowboys, Dolphins, Packers. <laughs> I will yeah, say not a good, fact, not a good level. Fact: the Lions will have a top five draft this year. And it, and it doesn't doesn't get a lot better after that. The Bears, that's a winnable game after that. Um, the Giants, who look pretty good so far, so. No, no, no feeling towards that being a win at this moment. And then the Bills on Thanksgiving, that could be that could be ugly. Turn the teams um, off. And then Jaguars, Vikings, Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers. So there's some games in there. They certainly will win more than one. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute when we we talk about the Lions as a as a whole. But 
I'm going to say fiction. They don't have a top five draft pick. I think they'll be just outside of it. I think they'll be seven to nine. I love your optimism. Thank you. Thank you. I think they'll figure some things out. They're not going to tank, although maybe it would be beneficial if they did tank, but I don't think this, this team, team will tank. This team will never. You, you're about to say it. This team will never tank under Dan no. Campbell. He has too much pride to tank, to even say the word tank. He doesn't even fill up his gas tank. He... he I, he recharges, okay? I don't know what he does. He doesn't even say I, the word tank. I, I just had an envision of you saying that this team will never tank under Dan Campbell, and I could just see that being a freezing cold tank like in, I don't know, 16-ish weeks or, or maybe less than 16, in about 12 weeks, I guess. Uh, but we'll see. So we're, we're through the first two factor fictions, we're on opposite sides. That's good. Good dynamic we have going on here. Love the debate. Uh, similar question here. The Lions will have two top top. Well, sorry. The Lions will have two top fifteen draft picks. That will be their their own pick plus the Rams comp pick. Currently, right now, they would have two draft picks in the top fifteen. They're fourth and fifteen right now. As the season shakes out, do they have two top fifteen draft picks? Well, they definitely have one on their own. They're not going to be a, a, no a, yeah, yeah, a top right. half team this year. Um, and because I was so negative on the last question, I'm going to say fact on this one. And uh, the Rams, the Rams do clearly do not have what it takes this year. The line is struggling without Whitworth. Uh, Matthew Stafford looks bad uh, with his offseason surgery. He just doesn't look the same. And Cooper Cup's really his, his safety net right now. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, every team's bringing everything they've got because they're the the reigning champs. Everything Every, it takes, baby. Everything it takes. It's on the t-shirt right now. Shout out to my employer. Um, I'm going to say fiction. I think the Rams potentially slip into the playoffs. As I said, I think they're the team that makes the jump. I think the Lions will pick between seven and nine, um, as I stated previously. And the, the comp pick will be 22. So it'll be <sighs> pick, they're going to be eight and 22. Their picks. That's my that's my guess. Side note, you want to throw a position that uh, position group they go after at twenty two. At twenty two, they're going defense, undoubtedly defense. Undoubtedly, yes. Indubitably, uh, linebacker, safety, linebacker, or secondary. Safety my is guess. my guess. Um, it could be a, a defensive lineman as well for pass rush reasons, uh, but let's table that. This one's from you, so shout out to you here. The Packers have the oldest stadium in the league, fact or fiction? I can't answer that because I know the answer. Okay, so you, you, conflict of interest, he will not be answering this one. I'm going to say uh, they don't have the oldest stadium. It is fiction. The, uh, the oldest stadium actually belongs to another NFC North team. I'm sure you know who it is. Can't be the uh, Bears Stadium. It would be Soldier Field in the UFO. And so that one won't be the oldest in a couple of years then um, as they move outside the city to the suburbs. It sounds yes, like sir. it's the proposed well, plan. I mean, do I, I shocking that they're oh, they're So they're moving officially in 2023. That's the year they're going to start. Uh, that sounds too early, but maybe. I, I really hope it's too early because the stadium was built in 24. If they don't get uh, 100, 100 years. Se- yeah, if they don't if they don't market a hundred years hard for their final season, that's just an absolute failure of business. That would be such a storybook ending too. It would absolutely tie a nice little bow on it. You'd probably make more off ticket sales uh, than opening a new stadium and getting the new ticket sales. Yes, because you're going to have that added cost of yeah. Ooh, well, thanks for that trivia piece. The viewers I know will enjoy it. Uh, here's a fun one. Fact or fiction, Deshaun Watson will suit up as a Browns starter this year. <laughs> um, fact. Okay. I, I would agree. <sighs> I don't I even want to say much more. Uh, this guy's a loser. Nah. That's all I could really nah. say. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I think is very serviceable. I don't know if he's a starter. I think he's a true backup, a, a good yeah. backup. And every time I've seen him in the red zone on the red zone channel, he looks great. 
and then I see that they lose the game. So I just mm-hmm. I don't know where the disconnect is there, but every time I see him, he's playing well, and then the final score comes out and they've lost. So I don't understand. Yeah, he's um, he is a good insurance policy. The reason I asked this question about Deshaun is there were another one or two cases filed in the last week. Another question mark whether he will come back in week uh, 11 or 12 or whatever it is. Uh, about midway, well, past midway, about two-thirds through the season. Um, so I'm going to say fact. I think he comes back even with these new allegations. Um, I'm going to say he's he's going to suit up this year as a starter. To, to go off of that then, fact or fiction, the fans will riot the games. <laughs> I don't know. Cleveland's such a weird city to begin with they'd probably cheer the guy i just don't know if they will i, do, I don't see it happening Cleveland, you never know oh, what to believe in cleveland i like that i i think he's gonna get a, a an ovation of mixtures mostly booze but i like i said it's cleveland who knows they might cheer the guy i'm almost rooting for him to come back so we can get uh clipped audio from fans Oh man, he should be mic'd up his first game by NFL Films. That would be so sexy if he was. It would, it would be quite the television show. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the big matchup of the week: Bills Chiefs. This one's from you. Shout out to you for this one: Bills versus Chiefs. Fact or fiction? Bills Chiefs will be the highest scoring game of the year. I'm gonna hit it with a hard fact. There's no way that. That Chiefs-Rams game from a couple years back was outrageous. I think this has the opportunity to be one of the highest-scoring games uh, of all time. Especially if it goes to overtime like their matchup in the playoffs did last year. Didn't fact-check this, but currently the highest-scoring game of the year has got to be the Lions versus Seahawks with a combined 93 points. I just think that's too lofty. I think the Bills-Chiefs has potential for... 70 to 85 points easy um in regulation and i i don't think it would be too it would just be too good if this game went to overtime again and we had a um another overtime thriller between these two i just don't see it happening i think it's an 80 ish point game i don't think they get above 90 i don't so know fiction. i don't know if we're ever gonna agree no probably not <laughs> Another one from you here. Jamison Williams for the Lions will play week seven. I think it's fiction. I don't think he's back by week seven. I think he's week nine or ten. I think I would agree with you. That's a real tricky one. I think it's too we I think we'd know by now if he was feeling like he's gonna start week seven or play. So I'm gonna we're gonna agree here and I'm gonna say fiction as well. I think he's pushed back, especially if the team's really not doing well i think they're not going to rush it in any means i mean you said this is the pivotal game at one and four do they rush him out cooper rush him out easy now well that's you know where i'm going after this this just happens to be the next fact or fiction fact or fiction cooper rush will start his last game as a quarterback for the uh for the detroit cup for the dallas cowboys this weekend um side note Dak is questionable. We don't know. We'll know when this airs, but um, we don't know whether or not Dak is going to play it. It's, it sounds like Cooper Rush is still going to get the start regardless of if he's ready or not. Um, but Dak may dress, may dress in this game. So we'll see. But regardless, let's uh, delay no more. Cooper Rush's last start this weekend for the Cowboys. Fact or fiction? I think that's a heavy fact, mainly with the money involved. I, I said it last week. <laughs> it's just he's getting paid too much money to, if you're healthy, you have to play. Rush hour is over in your book. I think rush hour is just beginning. Fiction, Cooper Rush will get another start this year. Wow. Okay, man. I, I man, I, for the Chippewa's sake, I'd love to see it happen. Yes, sir. Speaking of quarterback starters, another one from you here. Fact or fiction, Jared Goff will be the starter at quarterback for the Detroit Lions in 2023, next season. If we're going off of what we've seen right now, I think it's fact. I don't think they waste 
their draft capital. I mean, it's not really wasting by any means, but it's got to be a for sure thing at whatever pick they're at early to go quarterback. So I don't see it happening. I see him taking uh, a quarterback later in the draft and kind of grooming him behind Jared. Yeah, this is a real tough one. I I really could see this going either way. Um, right now in the mock draft that's on tankathon.com, they have Lions at four taking Bryce Young. So that's your quarterback right there. Um, I think... I'm leaning towards Jared Goff will be the starter in 2023. I'll give it a fact. I'll give it uh, an agreement with you. Um, Yeah, that one's going to be interesting. That's a tough one. It's a real toss-up for sure. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing that we have going for us that he will be is, once again, the money. And he's still under contract till 2024, which, once again, makes even more sense on why I think Goff and Holmes – or Coffin Holmes, Holmes and Campbell were told that they're good through the 2024 season. This is their experiment. Yeah. Speaking of 2024, fact or fiction, you will be in attendance at the 2024 NFL draft. Hard fact, baby. I hope to see you there. Oh my God. I can't wait. This could be one of the greatest moments of my life at 30 years of age. I'll be there. Okay, wow. That really puts me in So sad. Um, can you just not, be careful yelling in the mic? You're going to make that mic peak, and it's going to be hard for Tommy to to, to edit that out. So uh, thank for the headphone users out there. Hey, Tommy, with one do, time. Do apologies. Uh, I'll give you a two time. I apologize. <laughs> apologize. All right. So, hard fact that you'll be at the 2024 draft and probably getting tickets uh, as soon as they go live. I'm going to I'm going to say facts for myself as well. I think I'll make the trip back up to the Mitten or maybe I'll be back living in the Mitten at that point in time. Who knows? That's that's still a ways out. Uh, it'll be April, mid to late April. And anybody that's from Michigan or the Midwest knows mid to late April is when the weather's really starting to turn. Should be done with the snow at that point, hopefully, and should be a nice spring day in downtown Detroit for or I guess I should say days because it's not just one day. Of course, it's three. I can't wait to start cashing in vacation time. We'll start rolling it over now. <laughs> right now. Yeah, right to the roulette table for me. Motor City, uh, MGM, Firekeepers. Is that one? I don't know. There's a couple. Greek Town. Greek Town. Yeah, yeah. Head on over to uh, Old Shalala for, for a drink. That's a, that, that's a great. That brings up memories. Doesn't it, though? Uh-oh. Man. Boys will be boys. Yeah. There were exorcisms going on that night. I don't know. If... <laughs> oh, all right. That's Might all of our... cut it out. Oh, no, that's staying in. Tommy, don't you dare. That's just a hard fact right there, speaking of fact or fictions. That's all of them. We've exhausted all of our fact or fictions. So let's end the show now with uh, Lions Record Revisit. For those of you dedicated listeners out there from our early season preseason shows in our last preseason show we made a prediction on the lions and we said that 11 to 12 wins was the absolute ceiling with every break is the way you recorded you said every they get every single break uh that's a perfect season for them they get 12 wins so they'd have to go 11 and 1 to finish out the season to get to that so that's probably out of the question, but uh, I mean, technically not off the table. It's not off the table. What's also not off the table is possibly the worst two season record from a Detroit Lions head coach. Oh yeah, what's what's that? What's that? What's that info you got for us? So currently, we're sitting with Dan Campbell's record as as the Lions head coach to date: four seventeen and one. Okay. Oof. Let's go all the back, all the way back to the beginning of the 2000, the 01, 02 seasons. We had Mar- Marty Morningwig as head coach. He finished his tenure at, with the Detroit Lions at 527 and 0. We might be on that path, and we've got to correct it quickly. It kind of feels that way. Did you have some more, more for us? I mean, the fact that we fired our best head coach in the last two decades. 
finished Jim Caldwell finished at 36 and 28. And in second place was Jim Schwartz of all guys with 29 wins. I gotta hated him as our coach. I think I think it was the challenge flag on that, yeah. on that Thanksgiving Day that just against the Texans will never ever 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 redeem himself in my eyes. Oh, was that Ari- was that um, Arian Andre Johnson? Was it Arian oh. Foster or Andre Johnson? I, I I thought it was the those, running back. Those are the two names that stick out to me from those Texans. Teams. Yes. Yeah, and Matt Schaub. Who could forget him? Who could forget the Schaub? Oh, the Schaubie. Yeah, so thanks, to Andrew, for that information. Digging deep for those numbers. Now we'll go to our realistic predictions, our finalized predictions. So I said 8-9. and nine. You said 9-7-1. and one. Uh, Both of those are very much in reach. Um, if they wanted to go 8-9, and nine, they'd have to go um, – they'd have to win 7 remaining games and only lose five. So they'd have to go seven and five to end the season. I think that's probably not going to happen. Um, nine, seven, and one. Did you have a feeling towards which one of the remaining games would be a tie? I've already said it, and it's the Vikings. Uh, that's that's right. how the Vikings lose that? the division. So December 11th week, uh, whatever that is. Write week, it in. Um, Write it in. It's already a tie. Week like 12 or 13, that look probably is probably week 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, early week December, 14. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got that matchup against the Vikings. That could happen. At least we're done playing in U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah, that's true. The, the next one is at home on December 11th. So if they were to win seven games, they'd get to eight wins. That would mean they'd have to win. Um, more than they lose the rest of the season. So the remaining teams, Cowboys, Dolphins, Packers, Bears, Giants, Bills, Jags, Vikings, Jets, Panthers, Lions, pa- or Lions, they are the Lions, Bears, Packers. So I think Panthers is a win, or at least should be a win. I think the Jaguars, Jaguars should be a win. So that's two. I think they win at least one of the games against the Bears. So that's three. I think they can win against the one against the Packers. We'll give them four, being generous here. They win against the Vikings. That's five, and uh, they they win one of the games against the New York teams, whether it's the Giants or the Jets. That's six. They still don't get to eight wins, even if I'm being generous. Tough to look at the season like that, isn't it? Well, it's Third, tough because they've got Cowboys, Dolphins, Packers. Bears, Giants, Bills, and that's a really tough stretch. Minus the Bears and Packers, um, minus mostly just the Bears. Cowboys, Dolphins, Packers, Giants, Bills, all within six weeks is going to be a stretch. I mean, buckle up, Ben, because we're already hearing the talks where people are getting a little restless with Dan Campbell and the record. And yeah. it's, it's fair to say, but buckle in if they don't, beat the Dallas Cowboys coming off a bye week we could be in a rough stretch where Dan Campbell might actually be let go I mean that is not out of the realms of possibility I don't want it to happen I think people just need to calm down but I mean that's three to four losses coming out of a bye that let's hypothetically think here if they lose every game Cowboys Dolphins Packers Bears Giants Lions that would put them at at one and 10 going into the week, uh, whatever that is, matchup against the Jaguars. Uh, they should beat the Jaguars. So let's say they're 2 and 10. Um, say they lose to the Vikings. They're 2 and 11. Say they lose to the Jets. They're 2 and 12. Give them the Panthers as a victory. They're 3 and 12. Bears, give them the Bears. They're 4 and 12. Packers, they lose. They're 4 and 13. Which. If Dan puts them Cam- in that, yeah, puts them in that real quick. Let me say this: that puts yeah. us below the the threshold that we set as five to six wins. Anything less than five or six wins, in our eyes, as co-hosts of this show, we said was a letdown. Absolutely, and I mean, if you finish the season with four wins, what do you think? Yeah. Is that our? Is that the end of DC as we know it? No. 
I think they give him one more year. I think there's too much trust in him from the front office to not give him a, the, the benefit of the doubt and give him a third year. I mean, Matt Rule got a third year. So, I mean, albeit a short third year, but I, I think they still start next season with Dan Campbell as the head coach, regardless. Unless they somehow lose every single game, if they go 1-16, in 16, then then that conversation's had. But I think if they get above four, they're okay. He's okay. That's so sad to think about. Yeah, isn't it, though? That's so sad to think about. Just get We more just than can't have wins. nice things. Just get more than four wins. You can call yourself an NFL head coach. Just give us something to be feeling like we can build on because obviously last season was 313-1, had the tie in there. So anything other than above three wins, I guess, is considered an improvement. So if they get to six wins, are we happy? Or at least not happy, definitely not happy, but are we okay with that? Yes. Six wins <laughs> makes the pain go away. So that means they'd have to win five of their remaining games. Let's say they beat the Bears twice, there's two. Let's say they beat the Jaguars, there's three. They beat the Panthers, that's four. Ugh. They beat the the Jets or the Packers. That gives you five or six more wins right there. I, yeah, I was thinking about just thinking of this as depressing me a little bit. And actually today while I was I'm on sorry. the road, I I was thinking about past coaches and and winning records from other teams. And I just thought to myself, how sad is it? You know, we had that Commanders win this year and I was so happy. You know, couldn't be happier. How sad is it in the last two years I've only been able to be happy on a Monday four times? Yeah. That's accurate. That's that's painfully accurate. I mean, as a fan, it's just demoralizing. Think how we think how good we were feeling after the commanders win. I was cloud nine. I, I went to work gladly. I, I dragged yeah. my feet, if not. Well, think of how happy we were just in the halftime capsule of that game. Exactly. Uh, God, I, I just want some more happy moments with this team. <laughs> the better days are ahead, as Dan stated. And, and, if we rewind to Hard Knocks, he said the 2022 Lions will be the team that can and will. So prove it. I, for, I think you forgot to pause. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> please insert 45 seconds of, of dead air dead there, air. Tommy, and Thank and you. see how many people click off the podcast in Thank that time. You. Thank we'll look you. at the Thank analytics you. on that, and we'll watch the bar just drop to 0% retention at that point. I mean, I'm a lion without a pride right now. Lion missing pride. Wow. So you're Plain just a lion. I'm just Why a are you lion. always lying? Why are you always lying? <laughs> it gets Why me every time. always lying? Gets me every time. Well, uh, speaking of lions, uh, what's Simon going to be for a Halloween costume? He's not going to be a lion, will he? Oh, you bet your sweet bottom dollar he is. He's needing some dough right now in the background. Uh prepping himself for all the candy that comes in but yep he's got his lion's mane he will be wearing it uh, we'll be in the garage if you want to stop nice. by our place we're going to be handing out some uh pokemon cards so we're the cool house well, those could be worth something that's hey, worth a lot more than candy come to the house we got 40 packs of it we're ready to give them away to all the kids um which day are you going out which day because it's on a monday this year so does that mean trick-or-treating is on the weekend, or does that mean it's on a Monday? That's a good question. Uh, whatever day the one neighbor child comes and knocks on our door, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's day. the day. That's the day. Well, usually they usually they post them by city, like on the social media or on the government website. On yeah, but we're the cool neighbors, on. so we go okay. we go with the flow. My my neighbors were pretty cool this afternoon. I, um, they were blasting some music in the afternoon, which is which is rare for this location. Not a lot of people playing music at that hour. Did you file a noise complaint? It was crazy. I couldn't hear the music. I could hear the bass. That was it. Oh, God, that's cheap trash. And only when I was sitting on the couch. When I'm in my room, I don't hear. What has this show turned into? <sighs> this is a lion's chair podcast, not MTV Cribs. 
We've got a lot of sold shares at this point in the season. Yeah, oh, we're selling short at this point. On margin. <laughs> I'm using. We're losing. We're using leverage right now. To the gills, Le- oh levered my. to the gills, as they would say. The terms are going wild. You got anything else for the good folks that are on the other end of this line? There is hope. There's always hope. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, we're not sure what that light is yet, but it's hopefully a playoff victory at some point in our lifetime. Oh, We've never had it's not one. a freight train that Dan Campbell spoke of in Hard Knocks. Oh, man. I don't even I believe, remember. But. I believe it was him who said during training camp, if you see a light at the end of the tunnel, buckle up because it's probably a freight train coming right at you. Those are words to live by. I mean, if nothing else, the man's got good lines. But he doesn't have good lions. Nah, not at this point in time. A lot of work to do in the um, in every room of that of that building, offense, defense, everywhere, uh, and and the coaching staff as well. Everybody's got to step it up, and uh, we'll see what the remaining two thirds of the season has in store. Right now, Lions sit at one and four. Um, currently in the bye week. So next week we'll be back to regularly scheduled program. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really good. Not to not to toot my own horn. Andrew's dancing along right now. Uh, it looks like he's emoting for those video gamers out there. Um, so we'd love to see that. Um, he's going to be off this weekend. We'll be back on Wednesday, supposedly, for walkthrough Wednesday as the Lions prepare for the Cowboys. And we'll be back to the big show next weekend with the full recap. Do you want to plug any socials? Uh, don't be afraid to tweet at Papa Burgundy's boys. Well, okay, yep, that's you. Um, that's me. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna release mine at this point in time because I haven't tweeted in probably a couple years. But we're trying to acquire uh, an Instagram account. Currently, the Lion's Share and the Lion's Share podcast handles are both taken by non-active accounts. So if anybody's got any strong arms at Meta. AKA Instagram. Um, please help us out. I've I've messaged both of the accounts and asked them, will you please hand over the account? Release the account. Release the account or pirates will be after you. Hashtag release the account. Send send ransomware. Send ransom money or your account will be um strong armed and we'll be taking it over. It'll be a um vicious not a vicious takeover, a hostile takeover. It'll be a hostile takeover. So consider that a threat. Um, and at some point we will have an Instagram so that I don't have to post these on my personal account. Um, but for the listeners out there, don't be afraid to share it on your stories respectively. We are available on Apple and Spotify at this time. We hope to add a video element at some point and get us on the YouTube algorithm. But until then, it's a work in progress by week. So no go Lions. Let's let's go Michigan Wolverines this weekend with a big matchup against Penn State. We'll see you all on Walkthrough Wednesday. They beat us every damn year. It's been a minute since we pulled out a win. I loaded the truck down with beer. Drove down to watch them do it again. And they did, so we went to the bar right. Chapter on her shirt and it turned